This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America. As I said, my dad just say, paychecks a lot more than, you know, it's about your dignity. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. Was Joe Biden, did Joe Biden do a power hour before making that speech? That's what it sounds like. Uh, StuDoesMerch.com, by the way, is a place to go to get your Christmas presents. I think you have until Monday. It's the, it's the very last day to guarantee shipping before Christmas. So go there. StuDoesMerch.com. The code is Stu20 for 20% off. And, of course, that helps us win the merch war, which we're very, uh, very focused on. If you're watching on YouTube, click like right now. Sarah Gonzalez is going to be here in a little bit to preview tonight's Power Hour Madness and talk about her efforts of stopping drag queen story times all across the country. Biden's dress-wearing, luggage-stealing, nuclear waste chief strikes again. But we start by doing... Comedy. Canceled. Hmm. We're really going down the wrong road, I feel like, with this stuff. Do we care about having a boring world? Do we care about society being completely uninteresting, where you can never challenge anybody, you can never say anything offensive? Is that the world we want to live in? It's not the world I want to live in, I will tell you that. I don't like it at all. I think it's really... We really go the wrong direction. You have to have a wide berth, especially for comedy. You have to be able to say things that are awful or annoying or challenging or stupid or silly and not be constantly fearing for your livelihood. Otherwise, you know, you might as well, no one's going to be incentivized to want to be a comedian. Does it sound like fun anymore? I, mean, I think stand-up comedy is one of those things that people look at as a job that they want to eventually, uh, you know, they want to eventually be able to master to go on stage and make people laugh. That's something that brings us all together. We can all relate to it. It's a time where we're not always at each other's throats. We can all laugh at the same thing. Liberals and conservatives laughing at the same stuff. There's All those dumb battles are left out in the street, but they want that to end. The left wants that to be over. Even something that we all enjoy, like The Office, has to go away now. This has been just a bizarre phenomenon. The Office is, remains one of the most popular shows, Years and years and years after it's been removed from the air. Why? Why is that? Well, Mindy Kaling uh, was on, uh, I don't know, some, some stupid show. On GMA, I guess. And she was talking about this. Mindy Kaling was Kelly from The Office. And people might not know if you don't know The Office particularly well. Uh, Mindy Kaling was not just Kelly on The Office. She wrote a bunch of episodes, some of the biggest episodes of The Office of all time. She wrote. She's, you know, very well known as a writer and a producer in Hollywood, has had other roles and series on and off camera. Mindy Kaling now says The Office is so inappropriate now and couldn't be made today. Most of the characters would be canceled. It's true. Here she is talking about it and, and why people still like The Office today. 
That show okay. is so <laughs> really? inappropriate. I mean, we always talk about the writers who I'm still in touch with now. We talk about how so much of that show we probably couldn't make now. Mm. Tastes have changed. Mm. And honestly, what offends people has changed so much now. And, yeah. and so I think that actually it's one of the reasons why the show is popular because people feel like there's something kind of fearless about it or taboo that it talks about on the show. I think that she's right on that. One of the reasons, I mean, look, the show is a great show. It's very funny. It's very well done. Even later seasons when Carell's not there. I, this isn't the most popular viewpoint. But, like, if you compare The Office season nine to The Office season four, you're going to say the show is worse. If you compare The Office season nine to, like, every other show on television, you're going to say it's pretty good. It's still a good show, even later in the, in the years. But... Part of the reason why it's so rewatchable, part of the reason why people want to continue to watch it is because they've taken all the fun out of the world since. They've removed all the joy, all the t comedy is a way of addressing those uncomfortable moments, those uncomfortable truths, those uh, those the, the people that you have to deal with on a daily basis that aren't so refined, that say terrible things. That's how you mock them. This used to be what we understood and what we did all the time. And it's not just Mindy Kaling who said this. Steve Carell himself has said the same thing. He said the office probably wouldn't work today. The climate is different. Here's a part of it. This is from a couple years ago. But he says there's been a resurgence in interest in the show and talk about bringing it back. But apart from the fact that I just don't think that's a good idea. He's probably right on that. It might be impossible to do that show today and have people accept it the way it was accepted 10 years ago. The climate's different. I mean, the whole idea of that character, Michael Scott, so much of it was predicated on inappropriate behavior. I mean, he's certainly not a model boss. A lot of what's depicted on that show is completely wrong-minded. That's the point, you know. But I just don't know how that would fly now. There's a very high awareness of offensive things today, which is good, for sure, he said sheepishly. But at the same time, when you take a character like that too literally, it really doesn't work. This isn't conservative commentators whining about the culture again. This is, these are Hollywood leftists. They're seeing the same changes you're seeing. They're seeing the same progress you're seeing. And of course, Hollywood celebrities have to say, well, of course it's good that we're all offended by every single thing that comes out of everybody's mouth. Of course, that's a good thing. But really, we couldn't make that show today. Why? You think about this. Look at like, uh, Hogan's Heroes, right? A show, a comedy made about the Nazis and some people who actually served in the war. Some people who had relatives who were killed by Nazis were in Hogan's Heroes. Move a little bit later. The producers, the producers, you've got a, a play about uh, the sp uh, springtime for Hitler, right? It was obvious what they were doing there. They were mocking uh, Hitler. They were mocking the Nazis. And that goes all the way back to Chaplin, that's how we dealt with that problem. And successfully, outside of whatever room Kanye West is in, we've pretty much dismantled the idea that Nazis were good. They're a joke now. The only thing we like, the only thing about Nazis is you hear someone say something, most of the time, you just completely dismiss them. They're not really even scary anymore. Of course, obviously, I will tell you, a lot of bombs and bullets went into ending the Nazi thing. That's the, you know, step one for sure. But over time, that, that ideology not making a re, uh, return in the, for the most part is partially, I don't know, largely due to the fact that it's been so ridiculed out of, to, that, to be that it's out of existence. That's a good thing. Uh, that is something that I thought we all understood. Like, 
It's one of those things that, we, you know, doing a, a radio show that airs to, you know, 10 million people, you often have people who are idiots in the audience, even though most of the people in our audience happen to be the smartest people in society, occasionally get some dope that's flipping through the channels and hears something that they find offensive and start complaining about it. And when that started happening, when we were starting the show and going through that initial burst uh, uh, as we were getting you know, syndicated nationally and everything, I remember thinking, wait, we're all adults here, though, right? Like, we all understand that what we're talking about. Do we need to give disclaimers on every sentence? Everyone knows what, you know, everyone knows what we're talking about. We're talking about, we obviously all realize that X, Y, and Z are bad. We're joking about it, or we're making a point about it, or we're satirizing something. That used to be something that adults could handle, and now we can't. So, to Steve Carell's point, no, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing that adults can't handle adult conversations, that we can't act like civilized people as human beings. We can't interact with each other. We can't understand together that something that is very, very bad is also absurd and to be ridiculed. And we can all laugh at it together. That's, I think, a healing thing for a society, especially a society that goes through strife. That's how you recover from it, right? But now we're at this period where a lot of these celebrities are doing the shows. They're the ones responsible for the content. They were the ones in the scenes you're watching that are now supposedly so offensive. And they've all had this attack of conscience. They've all had these moments where they realize, gee willikers, what we did before was wrong and we feel really, really bad about it. Uh, there's an, uh, 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 an Office podcast called Office Ladies and it's hosted by Pam and Angela. Uh, now, of course, I love The Office, but I can't tell you what their actual names are. I, I don't know. Jenna. Jenna and An I guess it's Jenna and Angela. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jenna is, the, is Pam. And she, her and Angela host the show. And they just go through every Office episode and tell backstories. And they're super likable about it. And it's a, it's a fun show if you really, really like The Office and kind of want to go through those episodes. They play clips of it. They talk about the funny scenes, the moments that happened off camera. It's a really enjoyable listen. Let me give you an example, though, of what, where we're going in society. This is a clip about an episode that aired, I believe, in 2007. So we're now almost 20 years ago, which is crazy. But this is an episode on one of their Christmas specials uh, where um, Michael Scott went to Benihana and was hitting on the waitresses at Benihana. <laughs> okay. the, the content there is now seem to be very, very offensive. However, it was really offensive at the time, too, and that was kind of the point about it. I want you to listen to uh, Pam and Angela talk about this and how they feel about this scene today. This leads Michael to really spin out. He needs to figure out which woman is his girlfriend. So he goes into the kitchen and he does this whole elaborate bit where he's like, where's my girlfriend? Where is she? Is she in the refrigerator? And it's this such this awkward moment where finally Nikki says, Michael, you know where I am. I'm right here. So then when Michael goes in for a hug, he takes out a pen and he marks Nikki's arm because this is now how he's going to be able to determine which one of these women is his girlfriend. And Angela, this moment really made me cringe. Yeah, it made me cringe, too. I I just don't think the storyline would have been written today. Yeah. 
I don't think so either. I mean, they go on and on about this for a while. Like, and it seems like legitimate regret that they were involved in such a moment. But like, what is the joke? What's the joke here? Is the joke, A, all Asian women look alike? Or is the joke, B, Michael Scott is an idiot? Which one's the joke? The joke is obviously B, Michael Scott is an idiot. And he represents a lot of people who are idiots and do dumb things. And those people should be mocked. And that's basically what the entire series is. It's not a commentary that we, we here at the office actually believe that Asian people look similar. That's not what that is. It's a, a totally different point. You know, this is, happens on a bunch of shows. I mean, Seinfeld had some of these moments. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has a million of them where you take people, they do really bad things on camera and everyone in the audience is in on the joke. And they all say, you know what? That person's doing something that's so wrong that we can mock them and laugh about it. That's uniting. Instead, people are regretting it and they're just, they feel terrible about it. Now, the, one of the actresses that was actually in this scene, she calls it, she recalled it problematic she said it was a portrayal of Asian American women in this episode was a big issue. She went on to say, I actually understood why BIPOC, again, these people are all incredibly, insanely liberal, and they all really talk like this. But she said, I understand why BIPOC, black indigenous people of color, um, actors play racist roles. You know, sometimes you gotta pay your rent. Sometimes you wanna join the union. Sometimes you just don't want your agent to drop you. Also, this episode was before, you know, wokeness. And as I read that quote, it kinda hit me weird because I, we talk about this stuff so much. At times I forget that some people actually think this is a good change. They think this is positive. They think the fact that we all are terrified to say anything to each other or laugh about stuff is a good thing. They think society has improved because people who actually are racist no longer say anything because they're terrified. And so they go and hide and we don't know who they are anymore. They think it's a good thing that someone who is not a racist at all can make a joke that is a bit edgy and we can destroy their lives, destroy their careers, make them go into a hole, some cave to never be seen again. So we can act all above it and we can act, uh, we can show and signal our virtue for days and days to come because of something that we all know isn't actually wrong, isn't actually offensive. It would be offensive if it was being praised. Here's the right thing to do. But that's not what it is. It, it, the whole context of these moments are to tell you that, hey, this guy's an idiot. He's constantly saying sexually harassing inappropriate things throughout all of the episodes. That's not an endorsement of sexual harassment. The point is that he's compl a complete idiot and he should be mocked for doing these things. The awkwardness you feel is you saying, hey, uh, these things are wrong. Laughing through that awkwardness is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Thing. And every comedian used to understand this. This used to be central to the idea of, of, of comedic art. That's what you did. That's what you understood. It's what we all understood. Yet here we are apologizing. Here we are retroactively pulling episodes out of series. Here we are editing jokes. Here we are releasing statements. I'm so sorry for all the things that I've done. Please, please give me my lashes. 
and then at the end of the day, I'll feel bad and I'll give you a fake crocodile tear, and then I'll go home to my mansion where I'm still getting revenue and royalties from the exact episode we're talking about. This is silly. Adults should be able to move past this. Now, I say that as a person who's just moments away from the Studios America 2022 Christmas Party Power Hour, which is, people would say, uh, didn't you get enough uh, those in like the college era, like when you're in, I don't know, when you were 20, weren't you doing power hours? And the truth is, no, I didn't do it until much, much later. So I'm still in that era. And we're going to have that era continue tonight. And right after this program on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash America. You can go there and watch it or go to stewdoespowerhour.com, get all the details there. One of the people, the designated driver for this particular power hour is the one, the only Sarah Gonzalez. She joins us next. Imagine your pet suffering because of a poor diet and being unable to tell you, I know you want to avoid that. Uh, that's a type of thing that just sounds absolutely terrible. So I want to tell you about longevity formula from PawMade. Not PawMade, like the stuff we put in your hair. PawMade. It's, uh, unna- uh, it's, a, it's a natural health supplement for dogs made with 23 dog-friendly superfoods to keep your pup healthy and strong. Veterinarian-approved longevity formula boosts nutrient intake, protects against toxins, and guards against premature aging. Now, I have a dog who's like 100. This dog is like, you know, I don't even know. I don't know. In dog years, he... He's got to be, he's 136 in dog years right now. Legitimately, it's something like 136 in dog years. And, you know, it's tough for him to get around, get around, uh, get, a, get around the house these days. But when you give him something that's healthy for him, because he'll eat anything at this point. I mean, he does not care. He'll walk up to anybody's bowl and just start eating anything. You give him something that's healthy. He loves it. But also, it's benefiting him, and that's really important for your dog. Right now, there is a limited-time offer exclusively for you. Right now, you can get uh, every purchase of Longevity Formula. You'll receive a free bottle of Paw Maid's Hip and Joint Formula. Uh, right now, you can go to claim your offer at pawmade.com, P-A-W-M-A-D-E.com, slash stew, or call them at 833-PAW-MADE. That's P-A-W-M-A-D-E.com, slash stew, or call 833-PAW-MADE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, I'm joined once again by Sarah Gonzalez. She is, of course, the host of the news and why it matters. It's right here on Blaze TV. Sarah, how's it going? Uh, it's going still. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. It's Friday. It's We're a big day. Almost to Christmas. It is a big day. It is a big day. Tonight, power hour. Yes. Right after this program. Right after this Oof. program, it's going to really happen. I'm nervous. I know. I, I was thinking to myself, maybe this should be the last power hour. <laughs> Maybe the last one should be the last power hour. That's kind of been my feeling today. We still have time. We still have time to bail. We can still save our organs. <laughs> yes, lots of people will be here in the studio audience, and they'll be very bored by us just sitting here and not saying anything and not drinking, but that's okay. It's, you know what? We will uh, we'll take the sacrifice. We'll sacrifice our bodies and our brain cells that we're killing with every single shot just for, just for you, the yeah, audience. People keep going like, oh, you got to do more of them. 
And I was like, well, it's not your liver, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right? Like this. Easy for you to say. Yes, thank you. You haven't had the alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I know. It really is frustrating. <laughs> um, well, so if you, if you have never seen one of these before, it's coming up tonight. My, my, I'll be here. Sarah Gonzalez will be here. Jason Buttrell, Josh Jennings, Alex Stein. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to get ridiculous. You can watch it right on YouTube. If you're on YouTube now, it's going to come right after uh, this. Make sure to uh, watch it. And wherever you are, you can go to YouTube.com slash America to check it out. Sarah, now, it's interesting. The first one we did, mm-hmm. this is back, you're pregnant at the yes, time. Yes, yes. And you somehow still are willing to participate in this. However, you do it in a designated driver fashion. Right. Where you're the sober one, you're going to navigate us through these drunk waters. <laughs> And I've noticed lately, <laughs> uh, really, you've been the one leading the charge on the drunkenness now that you're really? not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Huh. Does that sound right? Well, I mean, you mentioned I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So now I have two children. Mm. And things happen. And you get away from the family. And, uh, you know, you just want to consume massive amounts of alcohol. <laughs> Especially, I would say, in this particular season. Can I just, for a second, yeah. I, you love Christmas, I'm sure. I do. I, I saw the Christmas tree that's up at your house. You love oh Christmas. Gosh, it's amazing. I, I love this thing. don't love Christmas. Really? It's so stressful. There's you got family coming in that you don't really want to spend time <laughs> with, but you're forced to. <laughs> yeah. you got to decorate for the kids. Mm-hmm. you got to make sure, you know, they don't know what you've bought them. You've got, I mean, there's just so much to consider. There is a lot of stress and a lot of, ha- I mean, it's a lot. Yes. And, and you know, you know, Lisa, of course, she loves Christmas. So we have like four, we have like 14 things a day that we have to do, like yeah. festivals and right. light shows right. and Santa Claus. Go drink hot and, cocoa with Santa. Yeah, and it's every 10 I, yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's, re- I can't stand it. I really? really I, yeah. I'm surprised. I know. I, I mean, cannot you, you, stand you it. like kids. I, yeah. You like God. Yes. Uh, you like family. Mm-hmm. You like uh, traditions. Yeah. These, it seems like it would be right up your alley. I know. I just, it just, it's the, it's the time that I have mm. to spend on all of these things that at the end of the day, I'm like, God, does it really matter? Mm. Like, do I really have to make sure I get a present for every single in-law of this right. particular side of the family or mm. else someone's going to get their feelings hurt? And it just becomes a, about all of these things that I feel like, they sh- it shouldn't be about, and so I just it just stresses me out. So my point being mm-hmm. is that I'm I'm going to appreciate the wine that you're going to be serving me tonight. Mm-hmm. I will not, however, appreciate the peppermint schnapps that I saw in the uh, picture that was posted earlier. Well, first of all, there's a couple things we should point out. If you go to social media, I think we both both posted this. There was an accident with with Sarah's there was. wine. The floor drank my wine. It, it yes, it, it looked like twelve people had been murdered on the scene. <laughs> it was just red. It looked like a murder scene, but it was just a dropped bottle of wine. Yeah. So are you going to get wine? Hopefully, I, I think that's supposed to happen. Still. I quit if I don't get wine. Well, I mean, if you don't have wine, you can have the peppermint shot. So this is what we, during this this ridiculous event that's coming up, by the way, very soon, so please watch it so we don't do this to ourselves for no reason. <laughs> but during this event, there is, well, Crocodile Dentist mm-hmm. is really the thing that gets the shots going because we have this, it's a kid's toy, and it has, it's a crocodile head with a bunch of teeth, and each person has to press one of the teeth each minute, and when the, when, there's one tooth in there, you don't know which one it is, and you hit it, and it closes on your hand, the mouth closes on your hand. When that happens, you have to do a penalty shot, yeah. and we usually try to theme it, you know, and mm-hmm. this year, we, I said, like, what about something peppermint? It's Christmas. And I was thinking maybe, like, peppermint vodka, which still, Ugh. I think it would be better than peppermint schnapps. I don't know. That's, I mean... Really? Gun to my head, I might pick the schnapps. All right. Well, then we did the right thing. We did the right thing. So peppermint schnapps mixed with beer and red wine in your belly. That's a winning combination. 
Um, now, we could, you know, I know you don't like all the holiday traditions, traditions, but could I sell you on a holiday-themed drag queen story time? I mean, it could be lots no. of fun. No, no, no. no. Story what are the time reading? for kids? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. Just Mm-mm. drag the kids. This is one of the things I want to I want to hit with you because it, it's been one of the most frustrating parts of this whole saga that we've been living through. Is you know, I I don't know of any conservatives, and I certainly am not one of them. And I don't think you are either. Who cares if a bunch of grown-ups mm-hmm. go into a, a club mm-hmm. and entertain themselves all night long with men dressing up as women, like? Have a have a ball, have a blast. It's going to be great. Yeah, I have a, an opinion about it, but I don't <laughs> like, care to like prevent them from doing it. You're not signing up for the right. weekly uh, tickets. No, but if it occurs, yes, you will shrug your shoulders, right. right? Like the problem here is that there has been an overt movement mm-hmm. to change this from something that really has existed for a while mm-hmm. in adult circles and clubs and such to something where it's going to children in libraries. That's the problem you seem to have with this. Do I have this right? You have this absolutely correct, Stu. I am not looking to uh, ban LGBTQ squared plus Mm -hmm. IA apostrophe S Mm -hmm. people from existing. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. They exist. I acknowledge that. If they want, whatever they want to do as consenting adults, they're welcome to do. You know, it's just this weird thing that I have that I don't appreciate the sexualization of children. (laughs) It's just what a strange it's, stance. I know. Yeah. It's a big ask, I realize. Mm-hmm. But can we please keep the kids out of anything overtly sexual? I, uh, how is this the, 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 the risky side of the <laughs> argument? Right? Because we live in 2022 and everything is stupid, yeah, I guess. I guess that's it. I mean, I've always been fascinated as to how um, we don't think... Uh, children should be killed in the womb is, is, the, is the risky right. side of the argument. Right. I've always been fascinated about how we say, we don't think we should import migrants to make two cents an hour in the fields. Uh, we never, I never thought that was a hateful side of the argument. And this is the same thing. I mean, this is, look, you, you can do what you want as a consenting adult. Uh, yet you are in the middle of this constantly. Mm-hmm. You, there's a new piece in, uh, what was it, Texas Tribune, yeah. where they're going after you mm-hmm. uh, because you have the gall to say, hey, uh, this shouldn't happen with kids, and not only say it, but show up at these events and make sure people are aware of them. Right, yeah, well, and not only that, they like to ga- they love to gaslight us, right? So mm. their argument in the Texas Tribune, this particular piece, which is typically the argument that you see, is that I am somehow, by going to these shows where children are present and documenting them in video form and showing them publicly to people, that is just me misrepresenting what these shows are about. Now, conveniently enough, there were no videos that they actually provided in the, this Texas Tribune piece. They just interviewed a bunch of drag queens who were very upset about what <laughs> me and some others are doing. So they didn't do and any reporting to find out no. what was going on in the shows. They just believed the they people who believed, were defending themselves. Yes, they just believed the, the drag queens who are, by the way, again, men who dress up as women. Uh, they just believed the grown men who dress up as women that they were being misrepresented and just poof, put the piece out there. So I guess by me posting a video of something that actually happened, I am misrepresenting it. Sort of the libs of TikTok problem, yes, right? Yes, correct. If you post an actual video they've posted publicly, they yeah. have. this is a public event in most cases. They mm-hmm. want people to go to it. But when you tell others this is what's going on here, people get upset, and then that's your fault. Right. Yeah, literally, um, the, the last one that I did in Plano, just down the road that went viral, um, I actually I took a screenshot of the ticketing website that says, 
please post videos. Please post photos. <laughs> Use our hashtag. I mean, they were begging people yeah. to tweet out their content. And, and you tried to help. I did, and they didn't appreciate it. What? I just wanted to thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's all you wanted? Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I don't think there's a lot of people who are intimidated or scared by men who are dressed up as women. Right. However, I've seen some of the videos from the events you've been to, mm -hmm. and it's not just men dressed up as women. Mm -hmm. It's men dressed up in black with guns. Right. Right? Like, there is at least the insinuation that violence could come your way if you come to protest these events. You keep doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, does this worry you? Or how, how, why, are, why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> I worry. I worry about you, Sarah. You, you and my husband, yeah. I guess, because he, yeah, it worries him for sure. Um, it doesn't worry me because I see these these people in real life holding these guns. And I do, trust me, they are real guns. However, um, generally speaking, these, these people who are going out there dressed in all black, wearing the masks, wearing the goggles. I mean, the la one of the last ones we went to, he was wearing um, uh, an earpiece set that was literally from Call of Duty. So they're just <laughs> LARPing. They're just pretending to be these big bad guys who, mm. you know, you might, I don't know, you say something wrong, they might go off on you. When in reality, they're, they're just role playing. I, I really am not scared of them. I Look, I think that more people need to understand. Mm -hmm. This is part of the reason Alex and I go out there, Alex and I go out there, is because more people need to understand these people should not be intimidating to you. Don't let them prevent you from expressing your First Amendment right to speak. Stop letting them intimidate you. They're going to stand there and they're going to do nothing about it. And there need to be more of us standing up and speaking out against the sexualization of children. Is that the solution? Is it just making people aware and, and getting out there and trying to actually put... Because, I mean, it's obviously laws are at the end of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in, yeah. And it's starting to spread in some red states where, you know, we're not saying you can't do things as consenting adults, but, like, if you're going to sexualize kids, as a society, we can step in and say, no, no you're not going to do that. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, Stu. Um, I just was texting with a certain Texas lawmaker uh, who said that this is at the top of their list of mm. things to do. He was in a, a text thread with a bunch of other lawmakers and that they understand that this is something that needs to be dealt with in the next session. Um, whether or not they will follow through with that, I don't know. But if they don't, I'm going to be in Austin very frequently up in their faces, <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm saying this is what we need to do. Because when they see that the societal pressure is on them to do something, they're going to do it, and especially you, when it's the right thing. And while you shouldn't necessarily be scared of people outside of drag shows, you should be scared of Sarah Gonzalez. Correct. Right. That, they should understand that. That. That's just true. Um, okay, um, so a Alex Stein, he's going to be on the Power Hour with us tonight. Mm -hmm. Last time, because he doesn't drink, which is amazing <laughs> to me. Like the he, first time I met him, I was like, "Are you on drugs?" Right. <laughs> there, you figure he has to be on. He has to be high when you're talking yeah. to him, or drunk, or something. But he doesn't do any of that stuff. No. He's just naturally that way. <laughs> um, and last time, to make sure he had penalty shots, he did shots of hot sauce. Yes. I don't know what he's going to do this time. Do you have any suggestions, any any uh, particular liquids he should be ingesting here? I mean, because well, he's got to do something, and I, don't, I think he'll die if he does hot sauce again. I told him, okay, what about vinegar? Ooh, I vinegar. Told him vinegar. Let's write that down. I had an idea of raw egg, which I, I mean, people do. Right. Rocky did it in the movie, I remember. Yeah, right? there so might be a be small okay. risk of, like, salmonella but that's okay yeah i mean you know. look it's not our risk it's, it's alex's <laughs> right. risk look he's if, done far more dangerous things i'll put it that way if you want to be safe and healthy then just drink alcohol with us <laughs> exactly everything will be fine exactly okay yeah a couple things i want to hit with you before you leave uh number one we had you on the show months ago 
after another one of your uh, <laughs> your uh, ventures out to a different kind of rally, mm-hmm. just as awful, but a, a Beto O'Rourke rally, mm-hmm. there was an incident there where you know you had you were assaulted mm-hmm. and you wound up uh, suing. Mm-hmm. Is this over yet? Do we have a resolution to the suit? Um, what can you say about there it? There has been a resolution, and I am very happy to say that the matter <laughs> has been settled. And that is all that I can say about that. I can't. If I keep pressing you and harassing you, will you come up with more details the on that? The matter I, <laughs> is settled. And I did, did I, I did mention I am very happy <laughs> to tell you that the matter is settled. <laughs> so. Oh, I want more detail. I just, I, wait a minute. If she drinks enough red oh, wine, no. there's a good chance we get this answer oh, on the power no. hour tonight. There's a good no. chance. Oh, First no. of all, if you're a Beto attorney watching, you should definitely tune into the power hour no. tonight. But Don't this will be that. my goal, my mission on power hour tonight is to find out exactly how this was no. settled or resolved. <laughs> no. This is going to be fun. Look, cameras are on. I can't do anything about what you say. That's not my not my problem. Alcohol does what alcohol does. Hey, one more thing. You're going to uh, Tim Pool. Yes. Next week. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's going to be. Do you know what you're going? You're going to be talking about? Or? No, not a clue. Oh, that's great. Uh, December 16th, one of the largest platforms on YouTube, oh, yeah. and not Huge a clue show. what I'm going to be discussing. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no pressure. Perfect. Well, make sure you tune into that Tim Pool on Friday. Uh, I guess a week from today. Yes, December 16th. And then, 16th. of course, News and Why It Matters uh, every day, five days a week. Sarah Gonzalez, host of the Blaze TV's News and Why It Matters, and the person who's going to tell us all about the Beto no. lawsuit in detail. No. In fact, we might see the documents. No. I got to say, the That's documents might come happening. out on Power Hour tonight. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the show, and thank you for giving us all the details on the Beto suit no. that you're going to do later on you're this evening. You're not welcome. No? Okay. <laughs> Back in a second. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. We won't, we won't really do that. Um, so buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. It's a lot of responsibility and you need an agent who can take that seriously. It's why I recommend realestateagentsitrust.com. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, uh, talking to every agent before inviting them to join the network. And of course, uh, they only work with full-time professionals. No part-time or inexperienced agents. The team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying process. Uh, They want to make sure you're satisfied. The process is simple. All you got to do is go to a website. Anybody can do that. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Give them some basic info. They'll contact you and put you in touch with the best agent in your town, whether you're buying or selling a home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. So on Tuesday, we had an election in Georgia with Herschel Walker losing to Raphael Warnock. And a lot of people didn't pay that close attention to it because the Senate was not on the line. We thought it was possible that the runoff was going to be the determinative factor. It turned out not to be the case. So people weren't really paying that close attention. Well, were we right on this? Because apparently the Senate was on the line. We just didn't know it. Uh, because today, Kirsten Sinema decided she's going to leave the Democratic Party and is now registered as an independent. Now, if she had done that before the election, it would have been uh, possible for Republicans to maybe have a shot at controlling the Senate uh, because she's an independent. Now, of course, it seems like she's going to basically stay the same. It's not going to be that big of a change. She seems to be doing this with sort of the agreement of Chuck Schumer. 
So I wouldn't actually count her as an independent. She's still going to be a Democrat. Remember, the, in the Democratic majority is already multiple, or there are already multiple independents. Bernie Sanders is an independent, um, and so is Angus King in Maine. So they just act 100% like Democrats, and so they count, they're counted among the Democrats. But it is a pretty big development. Most, mostly, I think that this is her... I mean, she obviously does push back against the Democratic Party and its extremes at times. You know, in some ways, she does a better job at that than Joe Manchin. On the other hand, she wants to win in Arizona, and she doesn't want to get primaried in Arizona. So a lot of this might be a political calculation. She's got a, a few years here to be able to build out her profile as worthy to be elected in the state. We'll see if she can do that. By the way, Bernie Sanders, uh, one of his top aides, is saying if Joe Biden doesn't run, we might get some more, uh, yeah, Bernie time. Feel the burn. Could be coming back. He's going to uh, seriously look, take a look at a run if Biden does not run. Though I think it, we do expect him to, to run, I think. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, there's no way he's going to be around. I don't know. I mean, he'd be, he's about a, what, a year, six months away from announcing. He's not that far away. Uh, but Sanders may run. He would be 83, by the way, at the time of the election. Uh, a new bill in Texas would ban social media for children under 18. I find this to be interesting, and for for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm not a, you know I don't want any government uh, interaction, pretty much in anything, particularly for for adults. For kids, obviously, it's a totally different story. And we have seen over and over again that kids cannot handle social media. They they cannot do it. Uh, it is a it causes real problems. It's been a real issue. It's sort of difficult to enforce something like this. But mainly why I like this law is it will give me an excuse to tell my kids when they start blabbing about wanting to be on social media. I can just tell them, sorry, kids, it's illegal. And that has a lot of a, I, has a lot of force to it. Sorry, kids. You want me to, you want daddy to go to prison? You want him to be taken away? Well, actually, I shouldn't t- tempt him with that. They may actually want daddy to go to prison. But this is great. I just want it as an excuse so I can be a lazy parent. I'm going to be like, I just blame the cops. The coppers don't want you. I want you to be on Instagram. Believe me. That's really important to daddy. But unfortunately, it's illegal. And no, we can't move. Uh, Sam Brinton, the wonderful, wonderful nuclear physicist who is who is in charge of our nuclear waste while wearing lipstick and high heels as a man, is in trouble yet again. He's, of course, the official at the uh, Department of Energy, and he's accused of stealing luggage, as we talked about with Jeffy a couple weeks ago. Well, now there's been another uh, complaint. A felony arrest warrant has been issued for Brinton, who is non-binary, after accusations they stole luggage from the Harry Reid International Airport. First of all, it is a crime against humanity that Harry Reid has an airport named after him. That's number one. Number two... Can you stop with the freaking they pronouns? Can you at least, yeah, look, G is bad, right? They're like, oh, it's G and J. At least it's fake. These are words that mean something. They is a plural word. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so uh, the uh, they could get up to $10,000 fine. And finally, Ontario College of Teachers has urged a teacher to act professionally after they've been wearing massive prosthetic breasts to school. We covered this a while ago. And it's true, the, there is a, a teacher that goes with massive, like, inhuman-sized breasts to school every day and tries to, it's like a shop teacher, <laughs> and they try to cut wood and such with big saws while their breasts get in the way. That's kind of the story. And the uh, Ontario College of Teachers, I guess they can't actually say, no, you can't do that. They have to say, please, 
I mean, please, can you not do that? I mean, obviously, this is ridiculous. Part of me thinks this teacher doesn't want to do this, but it's just proving a point of how ridiculous the laws are. But maybe, I don't know. That's really a one-day bit, isn't it? Like, you're not going to go to school every day with prosthetic breasts, unless you're really dedicated to the bit. So I think it is real. And now the Ontario College of Teachers, with all the teeth this has, says, pretty please don't wear your big boobs to school anymore. Back in a second. Even after the overturn of Roe versus Wade, abortion is still a huge problem in America, but there is a solution, and that's preborn. Preborn does something important. What they do is they say to moms, hey, we think if you met your kids, you'd like your kids. We think if you met your kids, you'd want your kids to be born. We'd want you, you'd want your kids to live. So they introduce mothers considering abortion to their unborn babies through an ultrasound. Once they hear the heartbeat, 80% of the time they choose life. But preborn doesn't just stop there. They love and support these moms with maternity clothes, diapers, counseling, car seats, all sorts of stuff for up to two years. Preborn is completely dependent on you uh, because they need your donations. And if you're getting towards the end of the year here, you might be thinking about a tax don- d- deduction before the end of the year. This is a great time to donate to preborn. For just $28, you can rescue a baby's life. We're looking to save, I think it's 50,000 babies. I know we're well on our way, but we still need more. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. It's pound 250 on your phone. Keyword is baby, or you can just donate securely at preborn.com slash stew. Help out little babies, help them live. It's kind of an important issue. Preborn.com slash stew. And now it's time for another episode of Idiots Gluing Themselves to Things. Yes, this is a big eco trend where to, I guess, show people the environment is in danger, you go glue yourself to something. And everyone looks at you and says, why are they gluing themselves to something? And then, you know, our, our interaction with the story ends and they just continue to be glued to things. That's how this basically works. So in uh, this is in Hamburg, Germany. They were having a uh, some you know, orchestra type of situation going on. And a couple of radical environmentalists went uh, rushed onto the stage. And uh, then they put their hands on. I don't know if it's like a podium or some sort. Here's the picture of it. Uh, do we have the picture of them with their hands on the thing? There they are. And they stopped the show and everyone started booing them and they were really frustrated. The point is they did. The problem is they didn't like think this all the way out. And this is a constant issue with people gluing themselves to things. They need to watch this show and watch this segment because what we're doing with this segment is not making fun of these people. We're trying to teach. We're trying to inform. If you're going to glue yourselves to things, you need to do it the right way. For example, make sure you're in a comfortable position. You could be there for hours. You don't want to be half bent, half bent over. You want to be able to lay down your hand comfortably on something so you don't have a problem with that. Another big issue, and we've learned this with this clip here, this is a brand new lesson as we're teaching people to glue themselves to things. You don't put your hand and glue yourself to something that can be easily removed. Watch the video. Now, as this starts, you can see they're up in front in the podium where the conductor stands. Everyone's booing them. No one knows what to do except for these two fine gentlemen that are security guards. They come up and they realize that you could just lift the thing right out of the ground and they just walk off stage with the podium and these two idiots can't do anything because they're glued to the podium and they can get right back to the show. 
This is quite possibly the greatest piece of video I've ever seen. This is incredible. This is great. They just dragged the bar right off stage, and these idiots didn't ruin those people's nights. I mean, they did have to watch the orchestra after, so it was probably ruined anyway, but that's a totally different story. So congratulations to those security guards, and continue, please, we ask you, idiots, continue gluing yourselves to things because we need new material for our segment, idiots gluing themselves to things. All right, we are less than a minute away from Power Hour. If you want to go to YouTube, youtube.com slash America. I guess it matters when you're listening to this. I mean, maybe Power Hour is already over. Maybe you're listening on demand. I don't know. But the bottom line is, at 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday night, you can check out the Sue Does America Christmas Party Power Hour 2022 edition. We've got Sarah Gonzalez. We've got Alex Stein. We've got Josh Jennings. We've got Jason Buttrell. It's going to be a great time a bunch of drinking, a bunch of idiocy, a live audience right in this room. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you shouldn't miss it. This has been one of our more popular shows, and i got to be honest with you, I'm getting old, so I don't know how many more <laughs> I don't know how many more these are going to be able to do. But you know what? About 15 minutes into it, I'm going to think it's the happiest day in the whole world. So check it out. 2022 Studios America Power Hour. Pray for my liver, and we'll see you there. <laughs>